I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Thursday, November 2nd. A Revere man is facing charges of driving around in Quincy with a loaded gun and drugs in his car. Police stopped 37-year-old Makunda Najmika at the Furnacebrook Rotary at about 1 o'clock Tuesday afternoon after spotting him using a handheld cell phone. Officers quickly learned that Najmika was wanted for a gun offense. Officers also spotted steroids in the car, for which Najmika had no prescription. A search uncovered a loaded black Smith & Wesson 9mm handgun in the vehicle, for which he had no license. Nashmika now faces multiple firearms and drug offenses in Quincy District Courts. A Superior Court judge yesterday denied a request by lawyers representing homeless families in Massachusetts to temporarily bar the state from capping the number of families offered emergency shelter. The ruling helps clear the way for Governor Healy to institute the new policy. Healy has said the cap will kick in when the number of families hits 7,500. At that point, the state will create a waiting list. Those with the highest needs will be prioritized. As of yesterday, the state reported 7,388 families were enrolled in the state's emergency shelter system, with 33 families enrolled just in the prior 24 hours. Healy has said about 40 to 50 new families are requesting shelter each day and that an influx of migrants is driving the spike in demand. Critics say Healy's plan violates the state's right to shelter law. Under the law, Massachusetts is legally required to provide shelter to eligible families through the Emergency Assistance Program. Lawyers for Civil Rights, a nonprofit based in Boston, filed the class action lawsuit on behalf of three families on the brink of homelessness, arguing that Healy's changes are being rushed into place without any public process or required notice to the legislature. When the legislature funded the program, it required the agency in charge, the Executive Office of Housing and Livable Communities, to give lawmakers about three months' notice of any changes in case they wanted to intervene. In her ruling yesterday, the judge said that under the guise of requiring the administration to notify the legislature, she didn't have the authority to prohibit the administration from exercising its discretionary authority to manage the emergency assistance program. Turtle Boy blogger Aidan Kearney's criminal proceedings have become a First Amendment battleground as the Holden man faces witness intimidation charges tied to his controversial coverage of the murder case against Karen Reed. He appeared in Norfolk Superior Court yesterday seeking to overturn the bail conditions set during his district court arraignment earlier this month, which included orders to stay away from and have no contact with several witnesses in Reed's case. The judge didn't issue a ruling and took the matter under advisement, noting that the lack of a specified distance in Kearney's stay-away orders seems to be an ambiguity that does limit what he can do. Kearney has so far published 200 installments of his series on Reed, who was accused of backing into her boyfriend, Boston Police Officer John O'Keefe, with her SUV and then leaving him to die outside a fellow Boston officer's home in Canton last year. 
The sensational murder case is rife with speculation, as Reed's lawyers argue that she's being framed and that other guests at the home are to blame for O'Keefe's death, a theory prosecutors have repeatedly denied. Kearney, meanwhile, has used his social media platforms and website to promote the defense team's allegations of a cover-up. His blogs, social media posts, and live stream videos about the case are marked by provocative rhetoric and in-your-face reporting tactics that often prompt tense interactions with his subjects. On his website, Kearney sells a slew of Karen Reed-themed merchandise, as well as T-shirts and other items branded with his own mugshot and slogans like Free Turtle Boy and Journalism is Not a Crime. In a motion last week, Boston-based defense attorney Tim Bradle described Kearney as a professional member of the press and called on the court to vacate his prior bail conditions on First Amendment and overbreadth grounds. Governor Healy this week unveiling an overhaul of the guidelines that she will apply to pardon and commutation applications, which her office said explicitly outline for the first time how a governor will deploy executive clemency as a tool to address unfairness and systemic bias in the criminal justice system. Martin Healy of the Mass Bar Association said the new guidelines clearly reflect a more fair and equitable approach to the clemency process by taking into account both historical injustices and modern criminal justice jurisprudence. The guidelines were last updated by Governor Baker in 2020. Healy, who served as Attorney General for eight years before winning election to the coroner office, also recommended two new pardons this week. She proposed forgiveness for Robert Miller, who was convicted in 1992 of counterfeiting licenses, and for Eric Nada, convicted in 1996 on a distribution of a Class A controlled substance. Both men were in their early 20s at the time that they were convicted. They pushed to allow traffic enforcement via red light cameras has been revived in Massachusetts. A bill filed by Representatives Stephen Owens of Watertown and Manny Cruz of Salem would let up to 10 cities and towns in the state install the red light cameras. Municipalities would be allowed to have a limited number of cameras, one system per 25,000 residents, to watch for traffic violations like not stopping for a red light or blocking an intersection, Cameras would not be permitted in towns with fewer than 2,500 people. Authorities would need to present crash data for proposed locations before launching those cameras. The maximum fine would be $25 per violation. The bill does not allow fine revenue to be used to pay for operating the camera system. It would require the cameras to take pictures of the back of the car, not the front, to prevent any possible racial profiling of drivers. According to the Statehouse News Service, Owens told fellow legislators that the time has really come for Massachusetts to join the 26 other states that allow some sort of automated traffic enforcement. Proposed pilot program is narrower than a push by former Governor Baker's administration in 2021 that would have allowed any number of communities to put red light cameras at intersections. A 2020 bill authorizing the cameras stalled in the state Senate after tense exchanges between lawmakers. Like most of the country, Massachusetts is facing a housing affordability crisis, interest rates, 
at two decade highs combined with record high prices have left the market looking like a house of cards but there may be some preliminary signs conditions are starting to change including price drops in towns where you'd least expect them september was another tough month for home buyers in massachusetts as the median price of a single family home in the state so far this year hit another record it's now $570,000, up from 555000 a year ago. Mortgage rates are now averaging 8%, a number not seen since 2000. That means a buyer at the median price who puts 20% down pays $3,040 a month just in interest for a 30-year mortgage. It's an increase of $1,900 each and every month from when mortgages were 3% and monthly interest costs just $1,140. September, the most recent month numbers are available, was also the slowest on record for sales since 2010 as the nation was still recovering from recession. Just 3,608 single-family homes sold statewide. The Quincy Public Schools will be holding a special financial aid information night tonight. It's being held from 6 to 7.30 p.m. in the auditorium at Quincy High School. And NeighborWorks Housing Solutions of Quincy holding their Opening Doors Changing Lives fundraising gala tonight at 6 p.m. at the Granite Links Golf Club. Check of business news this morning. Stocks were higher. The Dow shot up 221 points. The Nasdaq rose 210, and the S&P added 44. Asian stocks also higher after the Fed indicated it may not need to pump the brakes any harder on Wall Street and the economy, keeping interest rates unchanged yesterday. The dollar was down. The euro rose. Oil at $81 a barrel. Sports Celtics beat the Pacers 155-104. to 104, and They'll be in Brooklyn Saturday night at 8. Tonight, Bruins host Toronto at 7.30. The National Weather Service forecast. For today, lots of sunshine at a high 46 degrees. For tonight, clear and cold again. Lows around 30. Sunday tomorrow, a bit milder. High 56. Saturday, cloudy with a high near 60 and partly cloudy Sunday and a high 60. For the boater, waves about 2 feet. Northwest wind 5 to 10 knots becomes westerly later today and a high tide at 316 this afternoon. Sunrise at 718, set at 536. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News Update for Thursday, November 2nd.